It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports Trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thards on Sports. I'm joined by our assistant AD, Stephen Cutter. And Stephen, today I'd like to talk a little bit about um, where athletics fits in college and mainly roster sizes. There's been a lot of talk in society today of, of using athletics as a recruiting tool and a way to increase enrollment. And you see at some of the other levels, schools adding sports, adding JV teams and the emphasis and some some programs have quotas on the number of yes. uh, student athlete that they have to have on a team probably more so than even being competitive and i can see where the you know people are coming from and, and using that tool and with you know a lot of factors into enrollments at colleges nowadays you know declining birth rates graduation rate dates and such and in the end the bottom dollar is enrollment at, at your institution but um, there's many ways of, of going about it and, you know, being honest with student athletes. And, you know, it just seems to be even a more common pathway for high school student athletes that want a college scholarship. So you have that the supply and demand seems to be out there of more student athletes wanting to play in college. Although, yes. you know, on a side note, I've seen many student athletes that have put a lot of time in their sport and then say, I'm done, quit when they're, you know, a senior in high school. So I've seen both ends of the spectrum. Um, one of the most telling statistics I've seen it, uh, from the Michigan State Youth Sports Institute is 75% of the kids quit sports by the age of 13. And what that statistic really says in my eyes is that maybe they quit that particular sport, that they find another sport or other things to do. But it's a challenging topic for us. And it's a fine line. I mean, there's, you know, we get a lot of critiquing from the crowd and and what's you know a lot of people have their own like 12 should be the magical number for a basketball rosters but I've seen coaches go with eight or nine so they don't have to deal with playing time issues and I've seen them do with 13 or 14 for depth and another way so there I don't believe there is a magic number I've always emphasized opportunity inclusiveness for the coaches that I've directed and in our short time here at LCC when I started two years ago I think we were at around 120, 25 student athletes, and we're up between 150 and 60 right now. And that's without increasing sports. And again, your program has a lot to do with that, with where our baseball numbers are. But I can say across the board, all our, our roster sizes mm-hmm. yeah. are larger, which I think is good for our program and good for the college. Yeah, I think really I've noticed a lot of it. If you look at youth sports, they seem to be in high demand. You really can't drive around in the warm summer months here and, and not see something going on, whether it's it's you know football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever it might be. A lot of kids maybe do transition out of that sport that they're playing. Maybe it's because of burnout or, you know, there's a number of different reasons. It's coaching, it's, it's parents, it's, there's a lot of different things going on there. 
but they seem to always find another sport or at least in general and the numbers of kids that want to play college sports is is extremely high it doesn't seem like there's a any short demands of you know what people want to do so it it's definitely there when it comes to roster sizes it's really in my opinion it's just dependent on the on the coaches what they're looking for what they need how many games they're playing maybe if they don't want to deal with a lot of problems they're going to have a team that that isn't real large and so they won't deal with the the issues that are off the field but they'll deal with issues that are on the field if they if they're short staffed or whatever it might be so i think it's somewhat relative to, to the coaches but you definitely see that there's a lot of people that want to play a college sport and and that's a good thing i mean i, I you know i think sports is integral to our society and a microcosm of our society and 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 kids learn a lot of lessons playing sports and you hit it right on with where youth sports are in our society and how big a business that has become it's billions of dollar business and the joke used to be like you know two teams from your hometown go to Tennessee to play this each other when you could have played each other in the backyard but now your team your hometown has two teams and and even more than that so the interest is definitely there and and there is it is fluid the the changing and some of it time demands I mean it used to be seasonal where you, you your sport was for a certain period of time but now it's it's kind of extended year, year round yeah and year so round. it's hard to play another one when when there's crossover and many do um, summers used to be a time off, but now it's it's an off season. Did you see that at the high school level where you've got coaches that are expecting their kids to do something, you know, pretty much year round. And then that year round happens to be in the other sport that the kid is playing. And then how do, how do they manage that? I mean, you probably saw that, right? increasingly um more difficult in the in recent years and you know the the new phrase is championships are won in the off season well you need to do something in the off season if you're going to win you can only do so much during the time you have them during the season that's more like preparation for games but um and that off season is somebody else's season right it could be and i i always encourage kids if you're playing another sport in the off season one you're using a different muscle group and two you're still competing which is a, a trait that helps you be successful in another sport going against other competition so I, I didn't always feel it had to be the same sport in the off season but there is some merit to um having your own sport in the off season too, getting some work and even strength and conditioning and agility are a huge business nowadays and and more student athletes having their own coat private coaches in the off season or even during the season i see that at our level we have student athletes that have their own coach you know specific yeah. position coaches that they go to before or after practice or in the off season that has become increasingly something we've had to manage that but from the other side, I mean, how long is a football season at the high school level typically? 15 weeks, 12 to 15 weeks. I so believe. a little over four months. Mm -hmm. So if, if you want to be a really good guitar player, are you, you going to play for a little over four months and then take the other eight off and not and not play the guitar and say, well, I'm going to work on my fingers or I'm going to work on my, you know, what, whatever it might be or you know and that and so that model is why you see more and more people doing things year round and it doesn't it's not just sports but i mean obviously mm -hmm. we're here to talk about sports but it's in a lot of things you are right and we bring 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 music and i that's why music i think is such a good analogy to sport mm -hmm. that it that they've increased their camps and and private lessons and it, it, it and even being in the education business at high school level there were people that thought by taking summers off you forgot that 
part of education that you had to retrain kids when they came back in the fall. So your first couple of weeks were retention and, and building that where uh, uh, maybe a balanced calendar or longer that they would retain those skills. So you're right. It is more than just sports, but sports has become um, such a big business. And sometimes we uh, forget about having fun or making mm-hmm. the opportunity about um, more than winning. So even when we're, when you're talking roster sizes, it's a management thing. You have to make sure that to be good, you got to make sure every kid is engaged or feel they part of the team, or it could lead to bigger issues. And, and you alluded to, if you don't have a large roster injuries or other quit kids getting could, could impact your roster and your success. So it's intertwined. Um, and, you know, from the coaching standpoint, you're no matter how big your roster is, if you really boil it down to what the student athletes want, they want to be helped. They, they want to be able to get better in whatever it is that that they're doing. And so if you can care about them, if they can trust you and you can help them, they're fine. It doesn't matter if you have a roster of 50 or if you have a roster of five. If you can do all those things for all those kids and you can help them and you can, you can care about them and they trust you then it's fine it where those things break down whether it's 50 or 5 is when those things aren't happening and that's where the breakdown that happens in the classroom too if if you need help and you're 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 not really getting what the professor the high school teachers talking about you don't understand it and you you can't get the help and that trust is not built there and then you feel like they don't care about you well what do you think happens that they don't get good grades and 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 that the victim comes out a little bit and it's the teacher's fault and you know but but that's kind of a microcosm of exactly what we're talking about with roster sizes and everything else and i forgot i just saw this yesterday the day before and um John Gordon name comes up on our podcast a lot, but the energy bus, which I haven't read, but do you know that when he went to first speak that, uh, he had a bunch of people show up and he was super impressed and he was like in Iowa and he couldn't figure out why all these people showed up because he was just getting into the business. And what had been sent out was people thought it was Jeff Gordon coming to speak. <laughs> I would have gone to see Jeff the Gordon too. Guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, that is funny. And yeah. again, by chance, and 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 people, and he, but he put on a good show because now yeah. he's won the world. Yeah. And and back to the energy bus, I haven't read about getting people on the bus, getting yes. everyone on the same page. And yes. you know, the reason it came up recently is you know our fall sports are beginning to happen. And one D one football coach said, "This is my toughest issue is getting everybody on the same page." And mm-hmm. It can be a large roster, it can be a small roster, it can be a medium roster, but that is one of the biggest tasks of a coach to be successful regardless of roster size. Unfortunately, we're still in a society where, you know, some of it comes down dollars There's a sense and that is either a larger roster or more sports. And, you know, currently at LCC, we have nine sports. And, you know, we had the conversation, you know, before we started recording the podcast about other sports we've offered in the past, hockey, bowling swimming and as golf golf as we look at moving forward again we've done a nice job of increasing the rosters on our current team where they're still manageable but adding sports is also something we're looking at as a department but adding sports in general is just difficult right you can't it's really hard to just say okay well we're we're adding hockey you know it is um there's a number of factors i look at when i try to add a sport one is our recruiting base what do our local high school demographics offer that we can make sure we can sustain a team two 
what what our league offers you got to have a schedule and if you don't have a local schedule you're going to travel more and it's going to be more cost so you know what 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 league sports are offered out there helps you put a schedule together three facilities um, that would be another cost whether you have to build one whether you have to rent one whether you currently have one that you can adapt to use um, and then another another number of factors quality coaches out there again dollars and cents is always a big one but uh, it's, 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 it is a challenge. It's not, it's just as easy. Many people come to you and say, Hey, let's start bowling tomorrow. Well, obviously they're the, they're the path that has to be navigated through to make it happen. And that's why it's difficult. And that's and why staffing some, as well, you know, yeah. to, to manage all that departmental and um, mm -hmm. sport specific. And that's again, things that people don't see or forget that try and make it happen tomorrow, where if you do it too quickly or you don't do it right, then it is it's back to a negative experience for student athletes or mm -hmm. it doesn't last. And and that's clued when you start your, in, you know, your own business or even the other things we talk about, the, the preparation up front, the time up front to making sure you're ready. And the, and the same goes true with back to roster sizes. If you, don't, if you don't have a plan or you don't prepare ahead of time about engaging every student athlete in practice, we've talked about having purposeful practice plans, then you're going to lose probably those student athletes that aren't engaged or are having a good experience, which is counterproductive of having a large roster size because the end, it, it, it still washes out. Yeah, I think naturally you'll have attrition rates at, at some level in all sports, whether it's from injuries or just lack of you know playing time or whatever it might be that they just kind of wash out of there. So those roster numbers are always going to be fluctuating a little bit. And in the sports like baseball and football and, and some of the other contacts sports as well like rugby and basketball you you end up with with injuries and sometimes those injuries last more than a week or two and so then there's that attrition rate there as well so you get it from both sides but it's it's super important that you have teams that have enough depth to be able to carry you through a season if your season's only a week long then you probably don't need a lot of depth but when your your season goes from like the our baseball season that starts you know in august and and hopefully finishes somewhere uh, the first of June. That, that's a that's ten months. You know that's that's a super long time. So you need that. And that's a great point of of what different sports have to tackle to when navigating rosters and even how many games you play in, in during a week. You know, in the spring, sometimes weather impacts our season. That you know, there's a higher risk of injury if you're making up games and playing every day. And that's another huge reason why I encourage larger rosters is because of the length of the season and all the things that can happen and you know the three main things that happen are injury quitting or eligibility issues and, and you got to prepare for that because it's a lot harder to to manage a small roster when most consider the end of the season the most important time of the year and you don't have a, a, a full deck to to compete with so for baseball cold weather states typically will play more games, more innings in a week at the college level than Major League Baseball will. And when you think about that, those guys are professionals and that's what they're getting paid to do. These are student athletes who are also not only playing more innings and more games, but they're also being students as well. So there, there's a higher, a much higher um, piece to, to that. That's a crazy statistic when you think of major league plays almost every day once right. they get going. Right. And alarming a little bit as a, you know, when we try and make sure they're students first, but it, it's just 
eye popping of, of the the obstacles we face in scheduling or trying to fit, especially in cold weather states. Yes, yes, in baseball mm-hmm. and softball, right. and just not cold weather, rainy weather. <laughs> but, and it's hard to talk cold right now when it's been as hot as it has this summer. But but just too much short nighted short sightedness if you don't manage your roster and prepare or even kind of be selfish, like you alluded to earlier about not having as many problems if you have a smaller roster. And thankfully, it, it starts up front with staffing and, ha- you know, you don't even have an assistant coaches if you, you, know, get, you know, with budgets tight there and not having a, a, a high assistant coach budget, but find, finding volunteers to help out so that there's more people that can help communicate and build and support and develop the student athlete that might not be actively involved in a particular drill or a particular game. So staffing also plays into that and good coaches find ways to help each individual, whether by themselves or with their staff to, to stay engaged and involved. Because I just think if you're not inclusive as a coach, it's, it's going to bite you. And we've all, all coaches have been bit by, an injury or a, or an eligibility issue or a kid quitting. And that happens, you know, even in the best program. So it's not like a coach is doing a wrong thing, but it's just the nature or the law of averages. But it's just so important to, you know, manage your roster and, and be inclusive. And I think you're more successful with a larger roster up front and in navigating through systems like that than being maybe the the other world and then again and it helps the college and it helps argumentally statistically that you know we are you know having good enrollment statistics for and but the other end is you know the 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 transferring and the the graduation you know making them see them through their retention rates has always been a statistic that I looked at for when when looking at a coaching staff or who's coming back and why or why not are they not coming back and again there's a story behind every one of those but it helps you know paint a total picture of what your program looks like because if you're going to win a championship and not that that's everything you need luck you need a good path and you need to be healthy and you need to have talent but you know we forget that the the injury part of how that can impact and you know, the, one of the big things that in pro sports right now, you know, the success of the Patriots and Bill Belichick's model, um, next man up or do your job. And that's a lot easier said than, than done, especially at the different levels of, of athletics. But So doing your job's a lot easier said than done? <laughs> daily. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If it, you know, I, I, I'm a, a knowledge seeker, a wisdom seeker. I try and learn as much as I can, but you also got to do too. So you got to do your job. And, and again, learning to, you know, come bring in 80% some days is better than others. We've talked about sleeping. If you don't get a good night's sleep and you don't want to go to work the next day, you still got to bring everything you can. And that's so true in athletics because whether you're playing a talented team or a team that isn't as talented, you can bring different levels of skill or something, but if you if you apply yourself to your own standard, you're you're playing against that every day. But it's not easy doing your job or or the next person up. And some days are better than earlier. We had that conversation this morning, but um, unfortunately, there's not many days off, or that's where you know you you substitute in, and hopefully that person steps up. And we've seen 
throughout history of uh, someone might be getting someone that gets hurt and their their backup comes in and they never lose that spot again. So, you know, taking advantage of your opportunity and that's all back part of managing a roster, doing what you're supposed to be doing every day in practice. Um, other variables and, you know, getting it done in the classroom. Cause if you're not eligible in the classroom, it doesn't matter what you can do um, at practice that day. So it's all intertwined. It's all important. And in the end, it'll, it'll, it'll be a, a clue of whether you're going to be successful or not and successful on the court and successful for the college and, you know, making sure, you know, it's a viable program and we're sustaining ourselves and having and providing an opportunity for, um, our recruits and our, our student body. Do your job. It's a good conversation as usual. And until next time, go Stars. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go, go Stars! stars.